0: Hey guys, welcome to another Troy Francis podcast. It is Tuesday, the 27th of October, speeding through the year. We'll nearly be in November uh, very soon. So where's the time all gone? Today, I'm talking about how to date without drinking alcohol. It's a vexed topic. It comes up a lot. So I want to address it in this podcast today, which is probably gonna be slightly shorter than we normally do. I'm gonna keep this one relatively bite-sized sort of experimenting with the podcast format going forward. Before I get into it, though, just to say, if you're watching this on YouTube, do hit subscribe to my YouTube channel. Do hit the notifications bell. Give me a like, give me a comment, all that good stuff to give the algo a little tickle. I'm really, really concentrating all of my efforts into YouTube at the moment. That's where the bulk of my content is going, etc. So if you can help me out there, it's very much appreciated. Even if you're listening to this on iTunes or whatever, head over to YouTube, search Troy Francis, subscribe, give me a like, all of that stuff. Thank you very much. The other thing to say is that you should get on my free daily email list if you're not on it already. Uh, Tonight in particular, I'm sending out an email about this very topic about drinking or not drinking on dates and when you're dating. So if you want to read more on this subject, then hit the link in the description below. Sign up for my free daily email. I send out an email Monday to Friday, most days during the week. Uh, Free value, a little article or essay by me about a different topic. So get on to that and you will reap the benefits, I promise you. Okay, so let's crack into it. So I'm discussing this today because it's a perennial topic. It's always going to come up. It's always going to affect guys. And I am perhaps uniquely in the sphere um, able to talk about this because... I haven't drunk alcohol for about two decades now, nearly two decades, okay? I know I look incredibly young. You probably thought, did you give up when you were three? Um, No, I didn't. Uh, I'm actually in my 40s now, and I gave up drinking alcohol when I was in my late 20s. So really, the bulk of my experience in terms of dating and going out and lots of my partying and everything else was done sober from alcohol and also from other substances as well. Uh, But in that time, I've dated uh, across the world. I've been to many, many different clubs, bars, lounges, parties, festivals, all of that good stuff. Done all of it sober, so I can really, really speak to this particular subject. Now, a guy shot me a message on YouTube yesterday after I did my interview with James Tusk. And it goes a little bit like this. It's a guy called Roland. So thank you, Roland, if you're watching this. He says, um, my brain goes to sleep after three or four drinks in terms of my game. I basically just become your average drunk guy on a date. Not that bad, but you get the idea. I know the answer is don't drink, but sometimes you don't want to be in your sober head when you're with a girl. (laughs) Um, Night game and going on all these dates can turn you into an alcoholic. Let's be honest. I'd like to hear about this side of things from other people's experience. I know I can't be the only one affected by this. My hangovers are so bad right now at 31, even if I've had a good night meeting girls, etc., It's hard to justify what I'm doing. Troy, I have no idea how you don't relapse when you're approaching in bars. I need some inspiration, mate. Love the game, but the drink will ruin me if I don't knock it on the head soon. Please discuss this. More, Troy, thanks for reading, Roland. Thanks, Roland, for the message. Okay, so look, to be honest, It's a big topic and I don't know if I can entirely do it justice just in this one podcast and even in the article that I'm sending out tonight on the email list, you know, we can scratch the surface at this. There's quite a lot to unpick here. The first thing to say is that most people can drink alcohol in moderation and it's fine. So if you're watching this and, you know, you are basically a normal drinker, then you know, you need to concentrate on moderation. You need, to, you need to concentrate on being sensible and cutting down and trying to be disciplined with yourself so that when you're going out, you know, maybe you're having a couple in order to to just get into the mood, but you're not getting absolutely hammered. And that should be something that you can manage. If that isn't something you can manage, you're having difficulties in this area, then it might be that, like me, you're a bit compulsive around alcohol. You, you, you know, you're a compulsive drinker and for me personally what i had to do because i through my 20s i was drinking excessively got into a lot of sticky situations um hit rock bottom effectively and i came to the realization that i needed to to sort the problem out and so i embarked on a program of recovery that is based on abstinence that is to say not drinking at all and not doing any other substances and that's something that i've maintained over, as I say, nearly two decades now. And I've done that through going to meetings, so going to support group 12-step meetings. Okay, Now, this is something that we can talk about more. If you've got issues in this area and you want more information, drop me an email, try at realtryfrancis.com, or just Google 12-step recovery meetings for alcohol, and there will be no doubt meetings in your area that you can go to. And there's also a load of stuff on zoom now because of partly because of the, the virus and the, the lockdown situation. So there is help out there that you can get if you're in a situation where alcohol's a real issue for you, but only you can really diagnose yourself for that. Unless of course you're landing up in detox centers or hospitals and doctors are telling you you're an alcoholic and you know, that kind of thing in the main for a lot of people who are in that sort of gray area where are oh, you a heavy drinker or have you tipped over the edge into something more? Ultimately, it has to be you that diagnoses yourself. You have to look at your life honestly and say, listen, alcohol is costing me more than just money, okay? It's costing me friends. It's costing me career opportunities. It's costing me relationships. It's, it's lost you your job, you know, like all of these different things. And if the damage, the collateral damage of the alcohol is mounting up, then perhaps it is something that you need to have a look at. And as I say, for me, the solution, if you like, has been abstinence-based recovery. That is to say not drinking at all and going to meetings in order to assist with that process. Now, there are other ways of addressing this problem. Um, You know, 12-step recovery is not for everybody, it really depends on you. You know, I would recommend it myself, but other people will have different ideas. So you need to, you know, have a look into it and and decide for yourself what, what is the model that's most comfortable and sits best with you, if you like. Um, But, but nevertheless, you know, like when you get to that point where drink is costing you more than money, then you probably do need to, you know, you do need to look at it. Now, all of that being said, when you come out the other side, uh, what do you do about dating? What do you do about dating if you've decided that you're not drinking, or you want to drink moderately, or you you know even if you're not giving up drinking forever, you want to stop drinking for the, for this moment in time, and you're you're going out and dating and all the rest of it. Well, my experience, to be honest with this, was very um, harmonious. Really, I mean, like because I basically replaced one addiction with another in a sense. I mean, I, I was going out a lot and partying when I was drinking and then I stopped drinking and overnight I, I just carried on going out but I was actually going out even more than before you know I was going out suddenly like seven nights a week in Manchester going to all these different bars and parties and pubs and whatever um, sober now that may sound insane and it kind of probably was but the reason for that was because because I'd suppressed my, craving for alcohol, my craving for other things like excitement and variety and sex and dating and all that kind of stuff had gone up on the other side. And so I was just going out more and kind of really enjoying it. And I, I think the, the main thing about nightlife, I suppose, that I can say as a piece of advice is to really lean into the absurdity of nightlife and really just, just get into what RSD used to call self amusement. That is to say, go out, mess around, have a laugh, make it fun for yourself, you know, realize that you're going into this kind of crazy world where everybody is off their head in some way or another. And that's kind of funny, right? You can kind of let loose a little bit. You can be somebody else from what you are during the daytime. Okay. And that's, you can play a different character and that's kind of fun. I really enjoyed it. The thing that I've always enjoyed about going to environments where people are drinking when I'm not, is that as they start to get progressively more intoxicated, I'm able to get away with more in terms of my character. I'm able to show off a bit, I'm able to be a bit more loud and outrageous, and I can get away with it because they're drunk and they, you know, so their perception is different, is different. And yeah, I can let loose a bit, which I personally find quite fun. I'm essentially an introvert, but there is kind of this extrovert side to me as well, as you can probably guess from doing these videos and stuff. And personally, and maybe this is just for me, I found that. The night scene, that is to say bars, nightclubs, lounges and things like that have become a perfect theatre for me to express that. I can go out and be a bit larger than life, have a bit of a laugh and sort of push the envelope and see what I can get away with in terms of the boldness of my approaches, the boldness of my social interactions, the audacity with which I present myself, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I appreciate that for other people, maybe that's going to be more difficult. Certainly what I would say is that you really have to practice, you know, you can't be somebody who's drinking the whole time one night and then the next night go out sober and expect to be just suddenly you're, you're massively on form. It's going to take you some time. You're going to have to get used to it. The key as always is repetition. It's going out there. It's doing the approaches. It's having conversations with people sober. Maybe it's going to be a bit embarrassing at first, a little bit awkward, some of the interactions. It doesn't really matter that much. You've just got to suck it up and do it, okay? And you will start to get over that hump. You will get to a point where... And I I can tell you this for nothing as well. The the, the knock-on effects on your confidence of being able to go out and socialize completely sober is massive and it will do you, it will pay you enormous dividends in other areas of your life. Because remember most people in those bars and most people in those clubs are relying on alcohol and other substances as a crutch. And if you can do it without that crutch, then that's just incredible training for other things. So it's really, really worth doing and worth getting used to. Roland seems to be suggesting in his, uh, email or, or rather his message that he kind of almost needs alcohol in order to put up with, with girls, which is quite funny. Um, I mean, personally, I think you need to be really interested in the other person. You need to really focus on the other person. And I mean, some people find dates boring. They're like, oh, these, you know, going out with these girls, we're just talking about the same stuff all the time. It's really boring. For me personally, I'm really fascinated with people Generally, I like to get to know people. I find their quirks and their, their individuality really fascinating. So I think you really need to key into those things just for those few hours or hour or whatever it is when you're on the date with the girl, just really, you know, I'm not saying pedestalize her or anything like that, but you need to just be like really focused on her and trying to work out what makes her tick, what makes her interesting. And I find with most people, you can bring out a little bit of pizzazz. You can you can make you can find something interesting with most people that you interact with, and that makes you seem more charismatic as well. So I think that you need to. If I'm not saying Roland does have this, but if you do have any negativity around girls and oh god. You know, they just talk about the same things the whole time and blah blah blah. You need to nix that, and you need to recognise that everyone's an individual. Everyone's got something interesting and fascinating about them, and and to lean into that and find out what it is about her. Um, I, I always think that guys who essentially don't particularly like spending time with women, well, how are you gonna? How can you hope to get good at dating if you don't even want like to spend time with women, right? I mean, you've got to sort of. Try to mix that, as I say, and, and and find something that's interesting about about each of them individually. Right? Um, what else would I say? In terms of what do you actually drink on dates? I like a number of soft drinks. I mean, I, I like Mr. Trump. I enjoy a diet coke. Um, you can also drink Red Bull, of course, energy drinks of that kind. My go-to is probably sparkling water or soda water with ice and a bit of lime. And the great thing about drinks like that is that. From a distance, you can't really tell whether they're alcohol or not. So, you know, if you're in the bar and you're chatting to some different people holding the drink, you know, most people aren't going to ask. They're not going to know what's in the drink. It could be alcohol. They're just going to probably make that assumption. They're not even going to be that bothered about it. If you're on the date, what I would do is buy the drink first, maybe before she arrives, so that you're drinking the soda and lime when she arrives. Hopefully, she's not going to ask um, what you're drinking. If she does, then you then have to decide what you're going to say. You can either just be up front and tell her. Uh, that may lead to a longer conversation about why you're not drinking. You might make a decision in the moment to say, well, I'm just, I'm not drinking tonight because I'm training for something or blah, blah, blah. But my preference, as far as you can, is just to not to get onto the subject. Is just to sort of leave out, leave out what you are drinking. Now, this isn't obviously because you don't want her to be getting uproariously drunk or anything like that. Ideally, the date should only be a drink or a couple of drinks anyway um, before you move on somewhere else or move on to your place or whatever you're going to do. Um, so it's not about her getting uproariously drunk, but you know she is entitled to drink whatever she wants to drink, and so are you. You don't have to drink alcohol in order to socialize. Nobody should expect that of you, but at the same time, you don't want to create this buzzkill kind of big conversation about it. If you can avoid it, uh, because really you should be focusing on more fun things like, you know, learning more about her, finding out what she's about, finding that spark between the two of you that will inevitably or, or, or can hopefully be ignited. So those are some overall thoughts on it. I think that you, you also need to keep the end game in mind here, right? So what is it that you really want out of this? You know, you want to have these exciting, crazy, fun-filled adventures with these different girls, or you want to meet that one girl that really ticks all of your boxes and you have an amazing time with that should be the thing that you concentrate on and that should and, and just keeping that end game firmly in mind should see you through any of the awkwardness you feel because you're not drinking alcohol or any of the sort of like if you're feeling some boredom or something like that then the end game should be the thing that keeps you keeps you going keeps you sustained throughout the process okay uh, those are my thoughts on it, anyway. I could talk a lot more about this, but I'm not going to at this at this juncture. If you want more information, particularly about the recovery stuff, then as I say, drop me an email, Troy at realtroyfrancis and I can you know give you any help that I that that, that I possibly can. Um, but ultimately, I think with alcohol in particular, you need to make an honest assessment of yourself and think, okay, so am I? am I just drinking a bit too much, but this is something I can rein in. If it is, rein it in, you know, just, just try and be a bit more sensible. Just try and be a bit more disciplined. If you think it's something that's slightly slipped out of your control, then perhaps you're one of those drinkers where you're going to have to take some other means, some other measures. As I say, for me, abstinence-based recovery supported by 12-step program has been the solution. If look into that. As I say, reach out to me or Google and find out local meetings in your area. If that's something that's not floating your boat, there are other uh, approaches available, I believe. So explore those. But if you are one of those drinkers where it's getting a bit out of your control, then you probably do need to address it with something a bit more rigorous. Okay. But ultimately, and I can say this with hundred percent assuredness None of this stuff should affect your dating life unless you're somebody who's drinking excessively and is causing you big problems right if like n- not drinking um should not affect your dating life one iota okay like all of the girls that i've dated and my current girl- my girlfriend and girlfriends I've had in the past, all of them have drunk to some level or, or another i haven't that hasn't affected. Our relationship or their attraction to me, or anything at all. You know, I've never lost girls as a result of the fact that I'm not drinking. Okay. The occasional girl who's like, oh my God, let's all do shots. And you're like, no. And then she's got a problem with it you know, you're just going to have to let her go. So what? It doesn't really matter, right? There's plenty, plenty more fish in the sea. So don't make it more of an issue than it has to be. But at the same time, you do need to look out for your health, you need to look out for your well-being. And so if drink is becoming an issue for you, you need to address that. But once you've addressed it, then you've got it inside of you to make good with the dating stuff. Because think about it like this as well. And I'll leave you with this final thought. It occurred to me when I stopped drinking and I started going to the clubs again, and I was thinking, God, this is good. how am I going to handle this? How am I going to handle socialising? It occurred to me that whatever flamboyance I had as a drinker, that came from me anyway. It wasn't created by the alcohol; it was inherent in me anyway. It's already there. You know, the drink, all the drink does is, is lowers your inhibitions. It doesn't create anything. It's already in you. Okay, so knowing that, there must be some way in which you can you can tap into that and let it loose. Without the need for drink, and ultimately, the only way to do that is just to start you know, just to start taking the action, start being that flamboyant, you know, kind of character, um, that extrovert character who does well in those social situations. But you can 100% do it, it's inside of you, it's not going to make a, a damn bit of difference in terms of your dating success longer term. But if you've got a problem with drink, you do need to get it handled, anyway, guys. Listen, I'm going to leave it for there. Uh, For now, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it was useful to you. You got some information from it. Please do subscribe to my YouTube channel and get on my free email list as well because this is the kind of stuff that we cover in articles on a daily basis. I'll see you again very soon. Bye-bye.